All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Can you see it? Did you The puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! A moment's notice. Adam's leaving. To the line, Hughes scores! In this existence, take you to the sun. First career NHL goal, Quinn Hughes makes it 1-0. You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes, the reporter here. Like, I don't, I don't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I wanted them in and Valentine's Day. Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. What a don't waste all the good stuff on the off air. Let's go. Hello Canucks fans and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation delivered to you by the great folks at 
DoorDash. Ding dong. Use promo code CONVODD, capital C, capital D is all one word, CONVODD. That will get you 25% off and free delivery on your first order with the DoorDash app. Does not get much better than that, folks. My name is Dave Gordrelli, joined as always by the man who built the place, Chris Faber. Our technical producer is Alex Allard. As those of you on the live show can see, high above uh, Rogers Arena, this is the Connects Conversation podcast. Hey, look at us. Us on the bottom there. Look at us. Yep. Fresh off... Uh, Team Canada defeat to Belgium, which people want us to talk about. <laughs> I think you can see the green screen behind me. You could green screen me anywhere around here, couldn't you, Alex? Okay. Um, let, let's. I like that. Let's try and stay on track as much as we can here. Sorry. We got very off track yesterday. Oh, let's stay on track, and you want to dive into soccer off the top. Well, the, the, the World Cup. People care about it. I don't care too much about it. You know that. But, uh, yeah, Canada lost, and... Uh, we we thought they might win after that uh, first uh, first half, and they honestly, look good. they look good in the first half. It reminded Belgium. me of that game of FIFA that you and I played because you you're big on the FIFA grind. I haven't played much since I was you know younger, and you know it was like riding a bike. I was controlling possession, didn't know how to finish in the new game. You ended up winning one nothing in that game we played. Hurt my feelings a little bit. That was a good game. I got my uh, Sour Patch Redberry today. Look at this, eh? a Sour Patch energy drink, and this is five calories somehow in this thing. Don't know how they do it. I don't know what they put in here. I brought this up before, but yeah, that game, well, no, because I mean, the thing I've always had in sports games is is the clutchness. (laughs) I've always been clutch in sports games. You literally scored your only goal because I gave it away with my goalie by accident. That's not clutch. It felt pretty clutch. I won the game one nothing. so... (laughs) I think we need to have a rematch on the Patreon. By the way, Patreon coming soon. We've uh, mm. spoken about it. We're going to have a Patreon uh, coming soon. Probably could have done one today if Canada wasn't playing, but tomorrow uh, looks like we'll be having a Patreon. Yeah. Patreon.com slash Canucks Convo. Five and ten dollars. Can dude. I show off a Pokemon card? I got? Gets you all the bonus content. Yeah. Shout also, out to our friends is Zephyr Epic. While you do that, everybody go to nationgear.ca. We've got our EP40 shirts back in stock. Oh, I should have worn mine today. I'll yeah. wear it tomorrow. We'll wear it tomorrow. Our EP40 IKEA. Uh, design. Look at this shirt. I'm Pretty wearing. nice shirts. I'm not allowed to. Uh, this is another shirt that my fiance doesn't let me leave the house in. It's a Xbox shirt. <laughs> yeah, that was supposed to be a Dave Chappelle shirt. And then they just sent you that instead. Yeah, you got canceled as it was going on. So I got the Xbox one instead. Pokemon card update. Got this in the mail to, to add to the collection. A Pidgeotto. A lot of people don't know. Pidgeotto. Pidgeotto is a actually it's a rare card, believe it or not. A lot of people, yeah, a lot of people think it's just the Pidgeot, but you can see on the bottom there, little star. Pidgeotto is also a rare. So this was a tough one to come by, but I got it. So that's another one of the collection. I put Raichu in the binder the other day. We're chipping away at 151. So uh, we're getting after it. You are getting after Zephyr it. Zephyr Epic uh, Pokemon cards. They got a big Black Friday sale that started yesterday, actually. Yeah. So or started sure at midnight. Go over there. Sort of. Go over there, Z-E-P-H-Y-R, Epic. Good folks over there at Zephyr Epic, they are, I tell you. They are good folks. No guests today, but we like to talk about Zephyr Epic, so yeah. check them out. Uh, promo code Hockey Season is the one that you'll want to use there. Okay, the Canucks are getting after it. The Vancouver Canucks are in Denver. They had a morning skate today, and yesterday we talked about practice lines here, and Bruce Boudreaux said to you, literally said to you, don't read into the lines too much. I wrote a whole article about the lines as I normally do with scenes from practice and then scenes from morning skate. Uh, Bruce talked about yesterday when you asked him, uh, you know, what's what's what makes that Huglander uh, Horvat Miller trio work? He's like, well, we don't know if it'll work. It hasn't been together yet. Um, well, it's been together. He said it hasn't worked yet. Yeah, it hasn't worked. Yes, exactly. That's what he said. Um, and he said, don't read into that too much. That was just because we wanted to get Lazar at center. Um, 
you know, and obviously yesterday Sheldon Dries was out. Today, however, uh, we're back to the Hoaglander, Vasilipod Coles, and Platoon. It doesn't look like either of these guys is going to get in the lineup at the same time on any given night. Mm. So, uh, Niels Hoaglander remains on the top line with Bo Horvat and JT Miller. Again, we had Harmon on the show on Monday. He talked about a way to get Niels Hoaglander going is putting him with Bo Horvat. I really like that trio. Like, I, I'm really looking forward to watching that trio tonight. You know, that's that's who Hoaglander is the most success with, uh, is Bo Horvat throughout his whole career. Uh, and, like, you know, we've talked about how he's had good numbers with Pedersen, but Hoaglander's not a fourth liner. Like, Hoaglander with Amon and Dakota Joshua or with Lazar, whoever, take your pick. Yeah. He's limited in he's his ability. He's been good this year with those guys, though. Yeah, but he's limited. Lazar is a sneaky playmaker. Man. Look, look, I, I understand. Mean, Joshua, sorry. Sure, I understand he's been good with those guys. I, I totally get it. But mm-hmm. it all comes back down to this thing of, what do you want Niels Huglander to be? Do you want him to be a fourth liner who successful. can play? Yeah, successful, sure. But do you want him to be a fourth liner? Do you want him to be a really good middle six winger? Mm. Right? The answer is a really good middle six winger who can chip in on the score sheet. and He has a better chance to do that. Playing with Bull Horvat and JT Miller. Again, it all comes back down to this. Look, I, I get they're not tanking, but they're not winning games with their lineup regardless. So get the most out of these games. You're not getting wins. You're probably not going to make the playoffs. So get the most out of these games while you still can. Yeah, pretty crucial time for development for these guys. And, and a big part of development with these young players is as they're going through these tough stretches, right? Like, obviously, it's been a tough stretch for Hugliner this year. It's been, you could probably say, even tougher stretch for Silly Pod Colson, who a lot of people had pretty high expectations for. I know we did. We both had really high expectations for what he was going to do in his sophomore year, especially because of how how well Pod Colson progressed at the end of last season. It felt like he was building on something and then had a really good offseason, was here early, was ready to work. He was out at all of those skates, out at, uh, out at what do they call eight? They Beautiful eight rinks now. in Burnaby. What's it called now? Uh, Scotia Barn. Scotia Barn out there in Burnaby. He was there all the time. He was here early, like just felt more comfortable here in uh, Vancouver. So, uh, it's been unfortunate for him, and yeah, well, it looks like we're going to find him out of the lineup as well. Uh, Alex, you can pull up the scratches here as well, which is uh, maybe a little bit more exciting news to the lineup for a lot of people, I think, for sure. Um, so Thatcher Demko stayed out late with Jack Rathbone, Riley Stillman, Riley Stillman, Riley Stillman stayed out late, just so you know, quads, uh, and Vasily Colson and Pearson, who's in a non-contact jersey today. So as Patrick Johnson reports here on Twitter... You can expect Spencer Martin and Nett and Kyle Burrows coming back into the lineup. Looks like he'll play on the left side because if he's taking yeah. Stillman's spot, he's likely to play there with Tyler Myers. And we don't want to spend too much time previewing a game because, you know, the podcast listeners are probably going to listen to it after the game. But regardless, like Kyle Burrows, you like to get him back in the lineup. Hell and I yeah. get that he and Bruce have talked about how, yeah, he's a great seventh defenseman. He's always going to come in and give you a great effort. But Again, what are you trying to do here, right? Like, is Riley Stillman going to be a long-term fixture here, right? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Anyways, I, we're not going to get into it too much. We're not going to preview the game uh, too much longer. Spencer Martin gets start. Doesn't come as a surprise, Here's per se. Here's the thing, though, with, with sure. Kyle Burrows. Is there anything stronger in hockey than a revenge game for a guy that used to play for a former team going back to play? There's nothing stronger in hockey than that. So, so Spencer Martin. Big game for Spencer Martin. Big game for Kyle Burrows as well, these two tonight. And and AJB jumped in the chat and actually said, the disrespect for Stillman in this market, LOL. And you know what? It's fair to an extent, but Riley Stillman actually had a decent game last oh. game. Not great. Oh, man. Hey, not oh, great. Man. I don't know. Not great, and I'm still, I'm still going to say Kyle Burrows over Stillman every single day of the week. But 
Probably Stillman's best effort in a Canucks oh, uniform. Oh, my goodness. Man, are you it kidding me? It wasn't great. There is five times I remember counting up in the press box. Yeah, in and the there was 30 ten. Minutes, no, there was five times where he handles the puck, and it just like, it's like, what is, like, that's not how an NHL player handles the puck at all. Like, just flubbing passes, sure. losing the puck off of his stick in his own zone. I mean, yeah, it, I, I think it I was still warranted s- a sit for sure. Still so Stillman's surprised. best game, I think, in a Canucks uniform. Oh, So, you know what? That's why people are having these problems with Stillman. I would say that was, from what I could see, that was Stillman's best game of his, as a Canuck. And there were still problems, as you've pointed out. Oh, yeah. So Kyle Burrows slots back in. We're excited to see it. I like it. I'm happy to see Kyle Burrows get back in the line. But, yeah, I don't want to come out and say, like, oh, Stillman just played the worst game of his Canucks career, and that's why he's sitting. Well, here's the thing. Before we get to the trade market heating up here, I got. I built this graphic. Alex, you can pull the matchup graphic here. I built this. Look at look at people on YouTube. Look at this. I built this today myself, all by myself today with a couple, a little bit of help. But uh, the matchup, look at that. Look, put that beautiful graphic together myself. Tell, the thing that surprised me the most when I was putting this together, the Avalanche's goals against per game, 2.47. We know that they're like a very dynamic offensive team, but I thought they are defending pretty damn well. And the Canucks' goals against per game, almost four. They're giving up 3.95 on the season. I just, I, I worry for the Vancouver Canucks tonight going up against one of the best power plays in the league as they are one of the worst penalty kills in the league. I I don't know. If I'm in, if I'm a Colorado Avalanche player right now, you know you know what a point night is, right? Like, that's that's the way that I think a lot of these players are looking at. Tonight's the night where, hey, if you're Nate McKinnon and you want to push for 100 points this season, tonight's a big night for you to have four or five points and have a really good game. I yeah, I worry about the Canucks heading into Denver today uh, and taking on this Avalanche team who hasn't quite been as dominant as some people maybe thought coming off of Stanley Cup, but they've been good still at the same time. I mean, this is a team that, yeah, we can see the lines here with Nate McKinnon on the top. Rantanen's been excellent, 26 points for both those two players through 17 games, and Kale McCarr's been outstanding as well. I mean, what you're going to see for a five-man power play unit, it's dangerous with these guys. So um, look out for the Canucks tonight. I think it's going to be difficult um very difficult. There's a reason why they're uh, not heavily favored over on uh, our friends over there at Betway, Betway, Betway. They don't like uh, the Canucks winning tonight. It, it, it kind of went under the radar. Neither do I. But the Avalanche picking up Evan Rodriguez at like the 11th hour, mm. right? It was like, where's Evan Rodriguez going to play? It's like, oh, Colorado. Like, Why not? Evan Rodriguez has nine points through 17 games. Like he's going to have a career year. Six of those points being goals as well. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's going to have a career year in Colorado. And I think, you know, when you look at fit as a free agent, how can you not look at Colorado and say, okay, there's a place that I can really up my value for free agency? Because I don't think Evan Rodriguez got what he thought he was going to get in free agency. Now that we, like, see this lineup in front of us and we've heard Bo Horvat's name rumored a little bit as we transition into trade talk here a little bit, you put Bo Horvat right there on that second line, Playing with Newhook and uh, Olsen. Ooh. I mean, he, he, you know, just like uh, now that you see it, like, because we got if people on the podcast, we got the lines in front of us here now for the uh, for the Colorado Avalanche. And I'll tell you what, Bo Horvat's name would fit beautiful if you're an Avalanche fan right there on that second line. I mean, yeah. The one-two punch of McKinnon Horvat right now. Holy well, here's the thing is like, dangerous. yeah, Evan Rodriguez is the team's second line center right now. And then Horvat right? going onto that power play in the bumper. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. No, it's like. Oh, it's dangerous. You you look at the teams that Frank Saravalli, our friend over at Daily Faceoff, mentioned as Good being. Good pal, Frank. Name you can trust, you say, right? Yes. Name yeah. you can trust. Ends right. in an LLI. 
Name that you can... <laughs> name. Uh, teams that would be interested in Bo Horvat. Colorado's right there, right? Like, they've got the assets. Again, you talk about Bo and Byram as being somebody who, you know, maybe the Canucks can look to structure a deal around. Like, there's concussion issues there. I get it, but, like... The Canucks have to do something here. And again, you, you see the trade market heating up. There was the two trades today. Ryan Reeves going to the New York Rangers. Rangers sending back a fifth-round pick to the Minnesota Wild. I think I screwed that up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, completely. Minnesota Wild acquire Ryan Reeves is there what I go. should have said. Yep. Uh, from the Rangers, and they get a fifth-round pick. Yeah, I know that uh, Reeves apparently requested a trade out of there and happened pretty quick. The other one, Connor Timmins, uh, who's playing in the AHL for the uh, Tucson Roadrunners, I believe. That's yep. the... Uh, that's uh, Arizona's my only team for a Toronto um, minor leaguer, but he's six foot nine. He's this uh, Curtis Douglas guy. I love to watch. Seen uh, seen Abbotsford play against him a few times. He's a monster. Back to Horvat. Okay, what do you think in a trade with the Colorado Avalanche? What do you think is a good return for the Canucks, and what do you think is a feasible return for the Canucks? Like, what could you see happening, and what do you think would be something that you look at and say, okay, that's an A plus. Because um, AJB jumped in the chat and said two first rounders. Ooh, yeah. Um, it's not like their, it's not like their prospect pool is that jacked up anymore. They've kind of had a few players of them graduate. I'm just trying to trying to seep through here and see if there's a name that even really sticks out that I like from their prospect pool, and uh, not really. So you go uh, picks then. You so go I'd draft probably capital. go. I'd like to probably go picks here at this team. There's not really. Yeah, there's not a name that sticks out really as. Uh, as someone that intrigues me that much off of this uh, Bowen prospect Byron. system. So, Bowen I mean, Byron. yeah, you'd look at certain players like Bowen Byron might be interested, but I know he's had he's battled injury again this year. So I think you're looking more towards picks at this point with the Avalanche, and I think that's the interesting thing because I do think, like, we talked about it with the Columbus Blue Jackets, and, like, we saw so many players in that range of it seems where the Canucks mm-hmm. want to trade for. So to look at other teams' prospect pools and say, hmm, well, this might be picks, and is that longer term for the Canucks? I just think that, you know, Moving on from Horvat is an interesting thing in its own right of obviously the return that you're going to get. But here's the other thing that I don't think it's talked about very much is clearing up $5 million of cap space right now, right? When you move Horvat, you're, you're taking away $5 million of your cap space right now. You can do something with that. The Canucks have no wiggle room right now to, you know, be a team that facilitates a trade for another organization or anything or takes on a contract to kind of end this year so that they can go out and make a trade. Like that $5 million might also get you another boost into thinking about the Horvat deal. And I don't think that's talked about at all, really, because everyone's going to talk about the return. If you utilize that space correctly, you can boost the return that you're getting from Horvat by using that extra space there. And I mean, it's not like the, the avalanche was looking at their picks. Now they don't have a second, a third, a fourth in this coming draft. They don't have a second or a third in the 2024 draft. So yeah, I mean, you're looking at a first round pick. Uh, it probably in this upcoming draft here. I don't know if you're getting two, but with them not really having many picks down the road, maybe you are getting like a first in 2024 and 25 and, and them keeping onto their first this year to kind of keep their window as open as possible and try to make a draft this year. So it might be two future first. I mean, that's fair. That's and then a fair return. I think kind of like that, right? Like, uh, you know, obviously I don't think the avalanche are going to fall off, but you never know what happens. Yeah, exactly. It's that same philosophy that the avalanche used with, uh, you know, the Ottawa senators, right. it got them bow and Byram, Worked right? Well for them, yeah. It got them bow and Byram. Like, the Ottawa Senators thought they were going to be competitive, and they weren't, and they ended up giving up the, I believe it was fourth overall selection. Uh, was it that pick? I'm, I might yeah, be you're right. No, you're right. Okay, fourth pick. Yeah, excuse me. Um, fourth pick, and they use it to select Bowen Byron. Like, 
that's the scenario you're hoping for, right? And again, the other on the other side of that, if you're the Canucks, you're probably looking for a pick sooner. But again, if if you're taking the Avalanche's pick, probably going to be like mid to late twenties in the first round. Yep. No, I mean, and that's the way you probably need to look at it when you start to see value because everyone would be like two first round picks. Are you kidding me? Yeah, but it's like two very late first round picks likely. And I was thinking, I'm like, I'm looking through the prospect pool, and I was like, well, there's really not a lot coming for the Avalanche. Uh, so I had to look up what they did at the most recent draft. They didn't draft till the sixth round. I completely forgot about that. That they didn't draft uh, in the first five rounds of this past draft. So wow. they didn't really add a lot of prospects here. But hey, they just won the Stanley Cup. Let them do whatever the hell they want. Well, yeah, you look at teams that are in that position and how much draft... Them and the Canucks. What do you how think, much they give up in trades. What do you think the the two trades today happened like pretty quickly off of each other? Does this open up the window now? Like is... Is the you know late November the time that we're going to start to see the trade season open? Well, I think the Team, trades teams today... want to get their players settled in, and I, I mean these trades, yeah, like this was a demand of a trade, and this was a team that was just big time in need of a right shot defenseman. Yeah, I so think I don't the think trade... it pushes it. But what do you think? Well, the trades today almost come, as, I think, as a result of teams looking, and especially in the case of the Wild. Teams looking at their division and, you know, there's that golden rule of if you're in a playoff spot by American Thanksgiving, you're probably going to be there in the playoffs, playoff time, like when the playoffs actually come around. The central division is very tight right now. Winnipeg, I, I wrote about Winnipeg recently on CanucksArmy.com. I wrote about how a lot of their best players right now have pretty unsustainable shooting percentage. Like Sam Gagne, when I checked, had like a 13.6% shooting percentage. And he's playing on the first line. Like Sam Gagne is on the first line. They just lost Ehlers long term. Um, they're hopefully he's going to play again this year. I think that's what Bonus said. So there's a team in the Jets who are doing well to start the year. But again, I think it's a little unsustainable. But what do they want to do, right? I think you're going to see the Jets maybe be active sooner rather than later, maybe not waiting till the trade deadline. Maybe they're looking at it and saying, okay, well, Sam Gagne probably isn't going to be our fixture on the first line for until Ehlers gets back. Like That's probably not a recipe to get to the playoffs. So we need to have a backup plan. And I, I wonder with a team like Winnipeg, another team in the Central like the Wild who you know, go out in the wild are looking at identity and they're looking at size. They want to be tough, all that sort of stuff. And that's why they go out and get Ryan Reeves. They want to get their identity back, I believe, was the term that was used to justify that trade. The Jets want to make the playoffs. Like, they want to be there. And the Central Division's tight. Like, you look at the Dallas Stars, you look at the Colorado Avalanche, hell, the Nashville Predators even, um, you know, when they get the goaltending from UC Soros that they need, they're... They're a playoff team. Like, they can make the playoffs with UC Soros. Again, they got bounced in the first round last year, but UC Soros wasn't there for that. And you saw, you know, very similar to the Canucks, uh, a team that just got exposed for what they are. Um, and that's a team that can't really defend that well. So, again, I'm looking at it. Yeah, the trade market's heating up. I just wonder how much of this is teams looking at the American Thanksgiving kind of benchmark mm. and saying, we're actually not where we'd like to be or we're in danger of slipping out of where we want to be. I think that's the point right there. It's the danger of slipping out of those spots where you want to be. Those are the teams that might be interesting, the ones that are sitting, you know, in wild card positions right now. And it's hard to it's hard for us in Vancouver to talk about like playoff positioning right now, but I think that's one thing that you might want to key in on some teams that might be active on the market. So if you hear these teams mentioned with the Canucks, I, I'd be looking at teams that are, you know, wild card, have lost a few games over the last little bit, need to kind of set the way that they want to play for the rest of the season up at this point. I don't think this wide open, you know, cracks the window open and just like lets all the air out for the trade market to kind of open up. But I think you're 
you know, seeing a couple happen today kind of got me a little bit excited for what the Canucks might be able to do here. And listen, this road trip here, Jim Rutherford said it before on the last road trip that they're going to be held accountable um, for what they did on that road trip. And we haven't seen that really yet, right? Have we seen players be held accountable yet? No. And the players are putting the onus on themselves. Mm -hmm. That's what I think is the most frustrating thing is, oh, players need to be held accountable. But then you hear comments about structure. You go ask all the players about structure. And look, the players are hearing these comments. The players know that there's pressure on them. And again, I'm not saying that the guys we're talking to are among those slacking. Like, you know, we're getting these quotes from like Elias Patterson, Luke Shen, Curtis Lazar. These guys all saying it's not structure. It's us actually trying. Hmm. Those guys are trying, and they're saying it's about actually winning your one-on-one battles. It's about giving a crap, basically, is what these guys are saying. And they're consistently saying it's nothing to do with systems. It's on us to figure it out. So, again, you want the accountability. You're getting it from guys like Lazar, Pedersen, and Shen. The guys you're not getting it from, okay, hold those guys accountable. Do what you're going to say. Do what you're saying that you're going to do. That was a little bit of a tongue twister. But again, yeah, you got there, yeah. enough with these comments about structure. And Rutherford, to his credit, hasn't said anything. Uh, to his credit, he hasn't ripped his coach in the past two weeks. But since that interview that's dominated headlines for I don't know how long now, hasn't said anything else about it. But the comments stick. That was kind of his second time coming out and talking about the team structure. And looked like the players that are trying and giving a crap are saying, like, no, we're, we are good enough to do this and we need to actually do it. It's nothing about systems. Yeah, there was a great comment yesterday about having a Hall of Famer in this spot who's done so many trades. And just, like, I don't know, seeing that, that reaction that was on the broadcast that everybody saw if you were watching that game of his reaction on the 5-4 goal that ended up being actually disallowed. They scored, what, two minutes later? So it wasn't like it was a big deal, I think. Probably the same reaction from Rutherford. I was at the game, so I didn't see it on the broadcast, but I did see it all over social media. And yeah, he's like, you wonder when that accountability is actually going to be held, right? That's that's my view of it. And I think, listen, the Canucks are in a really tough spot, man. It's not like they're they're really in a great spot to kind of break this streak and have some sunlight here. This a win against the Colorado Avalanche tonight would be massive. It would be massive for uh, the morale of the group. We kind of. We were both there at the last uh, morning skate yesterday, and, I mean, they they talked about, like, you don't really have to get up for playing the Stanley Cup champions in their home barn. Like, this is not a uh, a thing that's difficult for you to kind of be excited for. They're all ready to go for this game, and it'll be interesting to see how this one uh, shakes down. So, I, I yeah, I, this could, things could go really bad really quick, though, tonight, man. Like, it really could. Tonight, uh, with two days off coming up next, you never know what's going to happen. So, it'll be an interesting game, for sure. Yeah, I'm glad I mean, it's not 7:30 start. Today oh, should be a good stanchies, actually. Now that I think about it, there's a lot to a uh, lot for Wyatt to work with here tonight. I was poking around in the Canucks Army WordPress as I so often do. Yeah, uh, Wyatt was working on the stanchies at like 8:30 in the morning yesterday. Ooh, yeah, he was getting an early start. Tonight's gonna be fire. Yeah, stanchies. Like hey, uh, before we go Army. any further, sure. Do you want to mention the uh, the Botcher Project winners? Yes, uh, congrats um, to those folks who were selected for the Botchford Project. Uh, Noah Strang, writer at Canucks Army, one yeah, of my favorites. One of my happy. favorites. Oh, I know. Uh, yeah. I, I got a lot of favorites. Him and Stefan and Cody and yeah, basically Wyatt, everybody, all your favorites. Everybody except you. Yeah, <laughs> is how the joke goes. I, I appreciate that's true. you. Uh, okay, so you know, like that's the other thing. The, all these reindeer that pull Santa's sleigh, they don't get any of the the praise. Like you know, Wyatt's Wyatt's got the red nose and he's at the front. He gets all the praise. Gets all the songs wrote about. I'm more like Blitzen. Like I'm putting in the hours. I got the strong legs. I'm carrying the sleigh a lot of the time over at Canucks Army. 
don't have a song written about me. You're Santa Claus riding in the sleigh by yourself, feet up in the air, tossing gifts to everybody. And who does everybody love? Everybody praises you. That's right. I feel like uh, I feel like Jack Frost in Santa Claus 2, if people know what I'm talking about. That, that's how I feel sometimes. Maybe there should be a little bit of a different holiday. Maybe Blitzen should get a song written about him. Because I'm, uh, you know, I'm out there working hard. Yeah, I don't have a red nose, but I'm, I'm out there working hard. Are you upset that you weren't selected for the Botford Project this year? Is that what this is about? Oh, this is not what it's about. <laughs> Let's get back to that. Because that's the what, Damnation Network again. Here we that's go. That's what we were trying to talk about. Uh, is the Botford Project the first three recipients? I believe there are going to be two nights, as there yep. was the past couple of years. When we did it, back in our day, oh. uh, it was one at a time, and it was a different experience. I, I like the, the three-person system. It's very cool. Uh, Noah Strang, uh, our guy at Canucks Army, selected Ali Penders, uh, who in her bio says she's a hockey lover. Uh, she got selected. Yeah, I already... but I've seen she's uh, she's she's in the forestry industry. Yeah. There you go. I say good folks in the forestry industry. I always say it, the best folks you'll ever meet, they're in the forestry industry. So Favor's looking forward to meeting her on the Botford Project. Yeah, I'll talk, we're going to talk forestry. We're going to talk about fur. Uh, and Parker's Pucks uh, is the at there. Yeah, Parker, uh, good uh, stuff Parker. over here on YouTube. He's got him, yep. and, uh, him and Canuck Clay on YouTube. No I'm free ads, but him and uh, Canuck Clay do a good yeah. show together. Mm-hmm. Have you... Can I bring? Have you seen Canuck Clay's out on the billboards out here? Yeah, I walked I, into I the press. I was looking at the press box. The other Him day. and Dollywall both, man. Him and Pepsi. Yeah, that's what I said. I looked <laughs> down the corner one day. I got Dollywall, you know, doing that photo. That do you remember when you and I went and did the Sportsnet photo shoot? And we tried to let them do the they. We you and I were like, hey, let's do that one where they're both like back to uh, back, back to back with arms up in the air. And the guy with the photographer was like, I am not shooting that photo. And yeah, we're he's like, like, oh, he's like okay. I don't shoot back to back. We're like, all right, oh man. it's like a, it's like a sports thing joke. Yeah, like, that was the thing. That guy was not having any of it. No, had some good shots come out of there though. We did. Although my hair was really, really long. It was a mess. Yeah, here we go. Took me a while to get get it done that day. Yeah. But As we it both, did so often. We had matching burgundy tops, though. We didn't. Uh, it was you pretty cute. It. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes. Until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah. All right. This next thing, you have no idea what this is. And I built another beautiful graphic here, Alex. Can we get this prospect? Look at this. The prospect proposal. Here's the thing. How many of these prospects can you actually even name? Quads on, okay. this, on this photo, photo okay. here for people from, on YouTube. From top left to right. Uh, 
that is Linus Carlson, and yep. I know that because there's the it's the Abbotsford backdrop, and there's one Canucks Army mic, which means you were the only media member there, and one other person with their phone out. Mm-hmm. Archer Seeloves, Archer Seeloves, Archer Seeloves, Jacob Truscott. I can't see that photo too too well uh, on the far right there, so I can't really see, but that looks like a Klimovich to me. That's Klimovich in the back. Yeah. Okay. That's Lucas Forcell, and our favorite on the show, Philip Johansson. Okay. Uh, and then bottom right, we've got Aiden McDonough. Yep. Now I'm moving backwards. Uh, Archer Seelovs, Mikey DiPietro with an X room. Also, by the way, uh, Mikey DiPietro loaned to the P- Providence Bruins uh, ECHL team, Ooh. I believe. Uh, the main something. Can't remember their name. He, he's Yeah, sure. That sounds right. He's playing in the ECHL, is my point. Is Mikey DiPietro is now in the ECHL. Again, I talked about Who it else before. You got in here? Well, hang on a sec. I talked about it before. All pro contracts have a thing in them that lets players block a demotion to the ECHL. We saw Jordan Bennington use it to make sure he got loaned to another AHL team. Worked out for him. He won a cup. Hasn't worked the same for Mikey. And again, I, I wasn't told that... I Actually, I was told that the Canucks hadn't asked him to waive that and try to put him in the ECHL when he was here. I don't think it ever got to that point. That's what I was told. They didn't um, do Yeah, they didn't ask him to go to the ECHL. So it's not like he blocked a request uh, to go there. So uh, he just had nowhere to play. Like, there was a false report that he was going to stay in Abbotsford on loan. That didn't happen, um, you know, after the trade to the Bruins, this is. Uh, and now he's going to be in the ECHL. So, again, Mikey just needs to play. So, again, uh, the fact that Mikey DPF is just getting into games... You're happy about that, but again, sure. you do feel for the guy after everything that's yeah. uh, kind of happened to him. Okay, I'm going back to this. Uh, Archer Seeloves, Archer Seeloves. Nikolai Goldobin is making an appearance yeah, on there for good, some reason. Good photo of Goldie in there. I don't know who this is in the middle. And that's sad. That's sad that you don't know who that is. Oh, no, I do know who that is. Don't even start with me. That's a Kukos Genvo. Uh, and then Archer Seeloves again. Uh, and then is that Yanni Yermo that I'm looking at? Who am I looking at? Jonathan LeCaramacki. Jonathan the Canucks top prospect. The, the top two prospects, you don't even know what they look like. Archer Seelovs and then Kevin Woodley. I got all the Seelovs ones, right? Yeah, that was... How many is there? Seven photos of Archer Seelovs in there. Good work on that one, Alex. Yeah. Um, let's get to the prospect proposal. You don't even know what this is. So as you can see on the bottom there of the, of the ticker, 10 plus NHL games. I'm going to ask you, and we're both going to give our answer here. Will this player... This prospect of the Vancouver Canucks in their system right now, will they play 10 or more NHL games with the Vancouver Canucks? You ready for this? I repeat it. You'll give your answer. I'll give my answer. Kay. Will this player play more than 10 NHL games with the Vancouver Canucks? Kay. Jonathan LeCaramacchi is their first one. Will he play 10 or more games with the Canucks? Yes, but <laughs> I was talking about how you know, if he had a good season and the Canucks were still in win now mode, I was fully expecting them to move him at some point this year Ooh. for immediate help. <laughs> I was expecting that, but I think that's the intro. That's the part not about this is like he probably will get to the NHL and pull, play games, but you wonder what happens with him moving forward and if he needs to be a sweetener somehow to get you know short term pain to move on to something. And it's not like he's a guy who you like in my eyes. It's like yeah, he's a great pros. He's the number one prospect, but it's like he's not. Uh, I also wouldn't say that like you have to one hundred thousand percent keep this guy in your organization. Yeah, he's not like Elias Pettersson turning on turning no, exactly. on Yel Zvenskin in the no, a- speaking, speaking of Elias Pettersson, next one: Will Elias Pettersson DPD play more than ten games with the Vancouver Canucks? Yes, because he's played extremely well in the SHL, and the Canucks have no defense prospects. He's played fine in the SHL. He's played about six minutes the other night. Actually, you know what? I looked at this the other day. His possession numbers are horrible, but. Don't care. He's 18 and he's playing in the SHL. So like that's still a yeah. win. 
Uh, and at least he's like, now he's cons- he's not doing it very many games in J20 anymore. He's playing in the SHL, which is nice to see. Um, and, and it's like th- those games in J20 were great for him. So he's playing like 28 minutes a night, like just absolutely like playing half the game pretty much, uh, which is great. But now it seems like he's sticking in the SHL and will be interesting to see if he's on that world junior team or not. I thought he played fine at the five nations tournament. Uh, but Elias Patterson, I'm going to say yes as well. You said yes, right? I did. Okay. Next one. This one uh, we'll have to see. 10 plus NHL games is all you need. It's a pretty low. This is what I'm saying. With the Canucks, pro- I've set a pretty low bar. We're not talking 200 games. We're talking 10 NHL games with the Canucks. Yeah, with the Canucks is the big caveat because you just brought up the potential of moving a guy like LeCaramacchi to get out of a contract or something. So this one should make you think a little bit. Okay. Jet Wu. 10 NHL games with the Canucks. The Vancouver Canucks? The Vancouver Canucks, NHL games. I'm going to say no. But all indications are that he's having a much better year now he, than yeah. he was last year. Well, he had a bad year last year. Yeah, he had a bad year last year. He's having a better year this year, but not better enough to make you feel better about the way sure. that Chet Wu is getting better. I'll probably still say no, but I'm hopeful. He's a I nice would... guy. He came on the show a few times who so has the same comfy blanket as me. Yeah, I think the interesting thing is like, Timeline-wise, when Tyler Myers' contract is up, when you know Luke Shen's going to be on it this year, Tyler Myers' contract is next year, there is going to be some openings for him to get into some games if he's still with this organization two years from now. I think he's probably getting, I don't know, like he's probably getting forced into the lineup, I think, more than anything. I think Jet Wu does play more than 10 NHL games with the Vancouver Canucks, but I don't, uh, yeah, it might be a couple years away still. Here's an interesting one, too. Danila Klimovich. Over 10. So he's healthy scratched. He's had three healthy scratches this year. That was the total number of healthy scratches he had last year. But you chatted with his agent, Dan Milstein, as did Dollywall. Um, Milstein says that the Canucks have a development plan in place that they're communicating to Milstein and Klimovich. They have meetings weekly with Milstein, and Milstein is aware of what's going on. Um, Also the agent of Andre Kuzmenko. But uh, Klimovich, they have a development plan in place. My gut is telling me that if Milstein's happy with it, that the plan isn't just we don't think this guy can play in the NHL. The plan is clearly we think this guy's going to play in the NHL, and here's how we think he's going to get there. I'm going to say over 10 games for Klimovich. Over 10. I am going to say... I'm going to say under. I don't think Klimovich is going to play more than 10 games in the NHL for the Vancouver Canucks, unfortunately. Please expand. Um, there's so much work that needs to be done in, in his development, and it's just like, yeah, you'd love to see it happen. I, I would too. I just don't know if he's the going to be at that level ever to get into the NHL. I think there's there's too much... Um, but would you be saying the same thing if he was? For would you be him. saying the same thing if he was tearing up the OHL and scoring right now? I would have to watch how he's playing the game and sure. scoring wise. I don't think is the issue. It is the issue. The production is the issue. I think. But he also, he's in the he's in the AHL. Yeah, the production 19, wouldn't be an it. issue, is what I'm saying. If he's playing in the OHL, you'd be a lot higher on him. I think so, but I because it is think... hard to contextualize that. Yeah, I just I don't I think that there's some some real things that he needs to change with how he reacts to things that happen to him in the game. Sure. Whether it be defending, whether it be like I'm sorry, but you can't get hit and slash the guy who hit you every single time. Like that you can't do. You you need to like get that out of your game and I know that this is talked about this is something that he's had throughout his whole career, which is like 
it's strange because like even talking to him in person, like he was like soft spoken, kind, nice, worked really hard to try and speak English to us. And then just something about the games, he is little things set him off pretty fast. And that needs to be something that can't be in his game. If he's going to the NHL level, because if he goes into an NHL game and, you know, goes in on a four check, like chips a puck down the boards, gets hit, turns and slashes a player in the leg. Like that goes uncalled a lot in the AHL. I don't think that goes uncalled as much in the NHL. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. Unfortunately, I I like what he does in practice. I like what he does in pregame. But there's just I know he's so young. So I mean, I really hope that things change. But if I were the way I'm saying right now, that's what I'm saying. Things would need to change for me to say yes. And right now, I'm saying sure. No. Okay. Jacob Truscott out of the NCAA. Does he play ten or more games for the Vancouver Canucks? Yes. No, I, I yes. I, I shouldn't say yes to everybody, but I, I actually do think I, he I could say play yes over to 10. I think he's going to be a, a defenseman that they develop here, and I know that um, Patrick Alvin's even talked about him being a player that maybe comes out to pro at the end of this season. And I think with that Michigan team having a lot of turnover again this year, there's an option for Truscott to go back next year and potentially be the captain of Michigan, which is a big deal. Like, mm-hmm. that's a big deal to be the captain of Michigan. Um. I think that might be one of the only things that keeps him back at school. If the if the offer is there for him to go pro, which it might be for him to get a chance in the AHL, I, I think he might take it. So uh, I'd be interested. And I think the way he plays as a support defenseman, like that is how I describe him, mm-hmm. just a support defenseman, plays with Hughes, does it well, plays with the uh, yep with young with the youngest Hugh, right? That's Luke Hughes. Luke Hughes. Yeah, plays with the youngest Hughes. Uh, I think he's the type of guy that you would like to to see what he looks like in pro hockey. I, I think that he gets to 10 games at some point. I don't think he's going to top out in the top four, but I think he's a player you eventually like to call up down the road. He'll get 10 games with the Canucks, I think. I agree. Aiden McDonough, does he get 10 games with the Vancouver Canucks or not? Yeah. Uh, how many would he get if he comes after a season this year? Because I think he's going to play in the NHL when they bring him over. I year. believe the Frozen Four is the start of April. Whatever it is, I'll say, yeah, he plays over 10 because I think they'd like him to hit. But I'm not sure. Like, that's a bit of a tougher one. What are you saying? Okay, so Frozen 4 um, next this year is April 6th and 8th. Um, I think that Aiden McDonough, I think he will play 10 games with the Vancouver Canucks. I think that though I've heard a lot of rumors of him maybe not signing with the Canucks, Everything that I've heard from him is what I have to react off of, and I think he signs with the Canucks, and I think he gets into games next year. I think he gets to 10 he, games. He told you explicitly that he the plan is to sign with the Canucks. We did the interview, and then after he said, I just wanted to clarify something. He <laughs> told me, like, use this quote. I want, you know, my goal right now is to sign with the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. So I think he, <laughs> he may have been smart with the words that he used, but yeah. that was the quote that he went back after the interview wanted to tell me. So I would say yes. Okay. Give me a goalie. Uh, we got goalies coming up here. Just a minute. Lucas Forcell, 10 plus games with the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, I Honestly, I don't know. Scored today. I'm going to let you talk about it. Yeah. I um, Don't make me give a take on a prospect I've never watched. I, uh, I really hope he does. I don't think he will. I'd love. I hope that he comes over after his. He's got. He's in year one of a two-year contract with the SHL team, um, but he's already loaned to the AHL. So maybe they want to see. Or sorry, loaned to the AHL of of Sweden, uh, the Alsvenskan, which he scored in today. Uh, but I think the Canucks want to get him over here in two years' time into the AHL, and then we'll see what happens from there. I'd love. I'd really. I I love the way this kid plays. I just. I, yeah, ten NHL games is gonna be tough for him, and a seventh seventh uh, round pick. You'd be really happy to get that. 
All right, Philip Johansson. Yes or no, 10-plus games with the Vancouver Canucks. He's going to be here next year in the AHL at least. Does he do what Niels Amon did and gets a spot on the NHL team? Who's coming off the books for the Canucks on the right side next year? You got Luke Shen coming off the books. Kyle Burrows coming off the books. Yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah, I'll say he makes it. I Yeah, I don't know if he does it. Maybe not probably next does do it year. next year. I yeah. bet he does. I bet he plays 10 NHL games next year. I think he does. At 23 years old, coming over from the SHL with a lot of confidence, I think he plays 10, 10 games next season with the Vancouver Canucks. Philip Johansson does. Okay. Unless he really doesn't transition the way that uh, we see Niels Amon do. Uh, Yanni Yermo, 10-plus games in the NHL or not. I mean, he's turned Canucks. it around. He's really turned around. His Playing a lot of minutes right like. now. Yeah, Canucks need this prospect to hit. I'll say yeah. I think he's coming to the AHL next year. And... Um, He's got the tools. He does have a lot of tools, yeah. Um, How's the IQ? Hockey IQ. I mean, not as many blatant errors this year, which is well, you know, he's 20 years old, right? If he's here playing games at 21 in the AHL, probably gets 10 NHL games in his career with sure. the Canucks if he stays around here. All right, here you go. Archer Seelofs, 10-plus NHL games. Add a zero to that. 100 NHL yeah. games with the Vancouver. Archer Seelofs is the goalie of the future. Okay. Look how My, he moves. My goalie of the future, who moves better than Archer Seelovs, a Kukos Genbo. He does not move better than Archer Seelovs. Yeah, he does. 10 plus games. Uh, I'm going to say yes. I think a Kukos Genbo is the goalie of the future more than Archer Seelovs. At is. this stage of their careers, Koskenvo does move better than Seelovs, just to be clear, which is impressive. Yeah. How much time has Koskenvo got with Ian Clark? He's had one weekend. Yeah. No, he's had more than that. Well, but and, in and Marco Terenius as in well. In person. Yeah, in person, it's not been much more than that. No, I think Koskenvo's... Uh, I think this might be a good long-term bet. I bet Koskenvo plays more games for the Vancouver Canucks in the next 10 years than Seelovs does. <laughs> I'm not and I should, get odds, I should get odds on that. <laughs> should get odds. <laughs> okay, um, do you have another prospect for me? Or are we That's done? it. You That's left the goalies uh, till the end, eh? Yeah, because they're... Basically, we could have breezed over them. Well, this will be nice because we can upload this whole segment. I really liked this, by the way. You didn't even tell me about this. This is a great segment. Uh, we can upload this. Look at that. that and, the, beautiful... and the graphic is good, too. You've got the thumbnail ready. We're going to upload it to the Canucks Army YouTube channel, which debuted yesterday. Uh, started starts to have clips on it. We're going to keep uploading to it. Uh, as soon as we get the subscriber count to a pretty decent number on there, we're going to uh, we're going to be having some... Having some live streams over there. We're not okay. going to have to do it on the Nation Network YouTube How channel. How many subscribers we got over there now? I think we had over 30 last time I checked. Really? 30 yeah. people already. Yeah. Good stuff. I so like that was really good. So, yeah, if I you just, haven't already. I don't already... know how to deal with the YouTubes and people. I like the chat and stuff. That's all cool. I like dealing with everyone here live. I love I love everyone that comes in here live. Like, I still I can't. I always look at the numbers of people in here. I'm like, wow, that's wild. This yeah. many people are watching. That's yeah. cool. But I don't know what uh, I don't know how subscriber numbers work. Like I don't know if I feel like thirty's good in the one day, right? <laughs> I mean, we're not Mister Beast or something no. or whatever these other YouTubers are. Uh, whatever they're all these YouTubers that do the Pokemon card openings, they uh, they they do well. Yeah. So we that's what that you know what we should talk to Zephyr. That should be what we're rolling through on uh, on YouTube here. But I tell you what, you don't find on those YouTube channels is photos like this, this beautiful graphic I put together here. Yeah. Okay. And you don't even know what Koskenvo looks like. I do. He looked different on the Zoom chat we He's had. He's a good kid. Yeah, he just looked I like different. Him. I swear he was blonde before. Anyway, we'll wrap it yeah, up you, there. You're set on that. Oh, no. Betway. Go ahead. Betway yeah. wrap up. Pull it Let's up, Alex. It. Pull it up. Got a good bet today for the Canucks here. Uh, well, not great for the Canucks. I'm picking them to lose again. Um, but I tell you what, I picked early in the year. I bet on the Canucks to win too many times. I'm not doing it anymore. Uh, but both teams are strong on the power play. 
I'm going with JT Miller and Kale McCarr both to get a power play point today at plus 300. I feel like this one, I don't know. I don't want to say free money, but it feels like free money. Um, so I'm going with Miller and McCarr both to get a power play point tonight. I think McCarr's got uh, something. I got it in the, in the Canucks Army video. Four of the last five games, he's got a power play point. And JT Miller, four of his last five. Or no, it's five of the last six for McCarr. He has a power play point. Four of the last five for Miller. He has a power play point. Plus 300. I'm feeling pretty damn good about that one. And then I was feeling so good about the plus 300. I decided, like, well, we're going with a big one again. Betway hates this. I don't care. Uh, Colorado to win over 6.5 total goals. And Miko Rantanen and Bo Horvat to score a goal in this game. Give me it all. Give me all the goals. Avalanche to win. The top two goal scorers from each team score. Plus 1,000. Let's go. Done. Betway, 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 bet responsibly, 19 plus to play. Uh, bet the responsible way is what they want us That's to That's right. There you go. Always bet the responsible 19 way. 19 plus. You know what's irresponsible? Tell you what, you throw 50 bucks. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, $50. I'm <laughs> off the $50 bet tonight. I know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I did well, have a good morning this morning, though, on uh, the old bet, bet way. Good for you. Okay. We'll wrap it up there. For my co-host, Chris Faber, our technical producer, Alex Allard. My name is David Quadrelli. Thank you so much. This is another episode of the Canucks Conversation. We out. Look at green screen. Thanks for listening to Canucks Conversation. Delivered by DoorDash. Hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is, AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier all built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more.